time again for another episode of scaring and sharing a podcast where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror sup hello hi uh, i am here today with the beautiful and so very fabulous person that i'm so very thankful for the original sasquatch slim himself jeremy rusk hello well, thank you. I, lo- I love how we set this up like it's an interview show, but <laughs> we only interview the same person every time. Uh, and of course, I'm here, that person that I'm always here with, uh, and I wouldn't trade them for anyone else, Oh, is Brandy Joe Planbeck, the flame and scream queen himself. That's here, right. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, Jeremy, even though this isn't come out the day after Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for you. Okay. I'm thankful for you. And we're thankful for everyone out there who listens. Oh, a hundred percent. Everyone that listens that actually makes us, uh, want to keep doing this. So. Yeah, so if you're out doing, you know, that crazy shopping thing on Friday and listening to us while you're, you know, smacking someone in the face to get a PlayStation <laughs> three. 5,000, whatever it's called. <laughs> what PlayStation, is the, PlayStation 5. What is the toy of the year this year? Do you know? Have you heard? I have no idea. I don't know either. I'm too I don't know. Shit. I know with the video game like systems, like PlayStation 5 is the big one because it's like they literally don't have the parts to make it from what I understand, you know, due to the state of the world with supply chains and whatnot. So yeah, there, there are very few of them in circulation compared to like past uh, iterations of PlayStation, but it's mostly grown men. I know that are screaming about trying to get that. So I don't know what the kids want. So now I don't really want to get into this very much, but there's a new Pokemon game, right? That everyone's crazy about right oh, now. Oh, is there? Okay. Oh, okay. You're not in on that either. Okay. No, I mean, I am a fan of Pokemon, but I have not like, that's from, you know, a million iterations ago. Now okay. I don't know what's going on with Nintendo these days. So. Well, if folks are joining us for the first time, hello, pull up a chair, stay a while. Do you like the fire? (laughs) Because Uh, it's in your house. Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy and I just talk about things, mostly horror, and then we assign each other a movie that we've not seen before, and then we talk about the movies after we watch them. Hi. Hi, that's it. That's what we do. That is what we do. Jeremy. Yeah. We have some teragrams, and I have like, I know we talked before that I like them girthy. I have a girthy. Oh, one. There's multiple, but do you oh. want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start with the first one. Um, that comes from our friend Teacher Drew in Phoenix, and uh, always good to hear from you, Teacher Drew. Yeah, uh, and Teacher Drew says, "Hey guys, I've been a fan of Asian horror for some time now, and that includes Indonesian horror. Thanks for pointing me towards Satan's Slaves." It was an interesting watch that was well worth my time. Truth be told, I'm going through some post-spooky season withdrawal. What upcoming horror releases have you the most excited? When this episode airs, I will be listening in Spain. Ooh, uh, Spanish listeners. So he'll meet join up with Teacher Drew. Meet up with Teacher Drew. I hope to explore some haunted locations there, but always 
get but also get a much needed break hope all is well love to you both teacher drew and phoenix teacher drew thank you oh my god thank you so I much cannot wait to hear all about spain yeah that'll that's good uh i would say i have post spooky season withdrawal but then i i switch gears into like all the christmas themed horror movies there are of which there are many so uh it's sort of shocking when you sit down and map it out that you're like oh i guess christmas is just as big a horror uh movie fixation as halloween itself so yeah yeah there's one coming out oh i can't remember front of the podcast nico thought it looked really good it's like deadly night or something oh that sounds yes that sounds familiar and have you seen the remake of silent night or whatever it's called silent night i think yeah, it's just called silent night yeah have you yeah. seen that yeah yeah that was fun i do like that one i thought it was yeah it's pretty i've pretty been hardcore yeah i've been a champion of that since it dropped i was like i know it, it kind of came out with you know uh little fanfare back in the day on uh uh straight to dvd i believe but i was like this is pretty good um sci-fi channel years ago used to do to compete with uh what is it like TBS that used to run a Christmas story for 24 hours straight? Uh, there was a couple years where Sci Fi Channel ran that, the Silent Night uh, remake for 24 hours straight nice. <laughs> on Christmas to compete with that. And I'm like, that's awesome. That is awesome. As far as movies that I'm looking forward to, definitely looking forward to Megan, which I know is mm-hmm. January, but still so excited. Bones and All, I think, looks so good. Oh yeah, I, I, I have to second Bones and all. I'm hearing such good stuff about it that I'm very interested in it. Yeah, and it's the guy who directed Call Me By Your Name, which is such a goddamn good movie. Oh my god, it's so good. And yeah, Timothy Chalamet is both gorgeous and talented. And I'm excited that the lead actress in it, Taylor Russell, I guess I shouldn't assume that she's an actress, but performer, um, is looks fantastic. So... Yeah, those are the that's what's standing out to me. And then Knock at the Cabin, I'm very excited about, but very skeptical because I love uh, the book, the uh, the Cabin at the End of the World, or whatever it's called. Um, so, so we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to that. What about you? Do you have anything you're excited about? Um, yeah, I had to look because I'm I'm like I don't know. I I feel like I just don't keep up on new stuff that's coming up, or I, I get excited for something that they announce and then it doesn't get made like i feel like that happens a lot where it just gets stuck in development hell um because i was thinking about that like just covering the wolfman for example they had announced a wolfman another wolfman remake like a year or two ago and there's been no updates on it so i'm like it's probably never gonna happen or if it does it'll be a radically different movie from the one they announced you know years ago so but things i know that are actually happening um that i'm excited for i mean bones and all i second that i do want to see the menu finally yeah um stuff that's in the works of course the crystal lake the friday the 13th series when that comes out next year excited for that um and there is a couple others i oh, had to and go. scream sex duh scream sex. oh yeah yeah, yeah. scream oh, yeah. sex obviously um duh. let me jump back i had a little thing pulled back like foreskin Yep, I had my foreskin pulled back. <laughs> no, um, Evil Dead Rise. Oh, yeah. That comes yeah, yeah, out yeah. next year. It was supposed to have already been out this year, but they pushed it back to next year. So once that finally drops, because um, I, I think originally it was going to get dumped onto streaming 
uh, but they changed their mind. It's coming out in theaters, so that'll be God. cool. Uh, and uh, as a Universal horror fan, Renfield, which is the Dracula movie with Nicolas Cage as Dracula, that the uh, pretty cool looking pics you know circulated of him in, on set in costume. So I'm I know that's supposed to be a horror comedy, um, but I, I'm pretty excited to see what they do with that. So nice. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be, there's going to be some good horror, you know? Yeah, and, and horror adjacent stuff for us yes. to see. We love horror adjacent. Horror adjacent Voorhees. Yeah, God, <laughs> there you go. That's going to be my drag name, adjacent Voorhees. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. Uh, so thanks so much for writing, Teacher Drew. Next. Our friend of the podcast, Lauren, has been listening through our entire catalog and is almost caught up and has Holy sent multiple crap. messages. So I'm going to zip through them here because there's lots of good stuff. Yep. So, okay, here we go. So glad you guys loved Prey. Maybe it's just me, but I felt the title Prey really nailed down the purpose of the movie. The people are the focus. Their story is the focus. The Predator is awesome, but the movie really stands as a human story with both human and monster antagonists. I got to meet Dakota Beavers, and he was so sweet and tall and young. Did you know he's also a singer-musician in a band with his family? We talked about the cultural representation and authenticity on the set, which they were very conscious of, and it showed. I also asked if they were as cold as it seemed. You sometimes see their breath, but they don't know, but they don't seem to acknowledge it or dress appropriately. He said he had nothing on under those buckskin pants and did exercises between takes to stay functional. Also, I read that the dog was a shelter rescue from North Carolina. Her name is Coco. Oh, and Amber Midthunder was Carrie of the Carrie Carrie character on the show Legion. She is such a badass. I don't know what care. Uh, um, I'm not familiar with Legion, but it's Carrie with a K and then Carrie with a C. So it must be one of those like twins or two sides of something. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I started Legion. Okay, uh, I never finished it. It's a Marvel comic. It's based on. Uh, uh, okay, it's I based it's vampires. On... No. Okay. Wait, if, if it's the same Legion, I don't know. I don't know if there's multiple Legions, but the one I know is the Marvel comics. Okay. Uh, based off of a X Men. Uh, property and it was this psychological like it's deep into like parallel worlds within the characters like minds uh, okay. and it was super trippy uh, but Interesting. I, I know I've heard so many people still reference it I know it's become a cult classic because it only ran a couple seasons and then was cancelled but uh, I need to go back and uh, uh, watch it uh, it could be something you're interested in because it is a comic book property that if you didn't know that you'd never you know guess mm -hmm. and you can enjoy it without knowing anything about the comics so Love they, did, they did a good job with it uh all right moving forward episode 94 orphan first kill it sounds a lot like the story is almost exactly the imposter which was frederick bourdain when he pretended to be nicholas barclay now there's more information here you should go check it out this is me brandy joe talking now not lauren but she included a link and this story is fucking crazy do you know this story Yes, I oh, do. My I know I, of the one. There's yeah. major spoilers in it in regards to There's the like movie. a documentary out there, yeah, about oh, it. Yeah. Oh my god, it is so fascinating and but yeah, it, if you don't want to be spoiled for Orphan First Kill, you should just go watch it, but because there are spoilery things. So I'm going to skip over those. Um but then she says, "Sorry, I'm both a lover of horror movies and true crime. My husband literally bought me this coffee mug, which is like this bloody coffee mug, and it says, "Sorry, I can't. I'm watching every murder documentary ever made," which I mm -hmm. totally get cuz 
in the theater world, we have these t-shirts that no one really owns, but um, unless you're like in like high school theater, but it's just like, sorry, I can't, I have rehearsal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, as she's listening through, she knows uh, I am as well. Also obsessed with true crime, especially, especially the serial killer stuff, you know, that just kind of went hand in hand with oh, horror yeah. fandom. When I was coming up in the world, the true crime serial killer things were just kind of lumped into the horror world. So, you know, it's a little more, we were a little more gratuitous, I think back in the day, a little less tactful, but I'm glad to see the fandoms kind of matured a bit about these things. All right, moving on. Good morning. Great job on 106. I don't keep up with movies very well, but here are a few off the top of my head. The Cursed, Amazon Prime, period, piece, werewolf-themed horror. I remember hearing about it. It looked interesting. I think it got decent reviews. Mm-hmm. Gaia, that was me talking. Sorry, Brandy Joe. after the recommendation. Uh, the next recommendation, Gaia, which is a Hulu eco-horror with great practical effects, and Cottage Country, dark comedy, since you like Tucker and Dale, and it also stars Tyler. Claire Labine. Oh my God. Oh, I've I've seen, I've seen that. uh, Like Alan Ackerman's in it. Yeah. I've seen that advertised, but I've never watched it. I don't know. I looked at the poster and it looks bad, but yeah, it looks kind of cheap, you know, like a love him. But uh, if it's, if it's actually good, that's always good to know. So yeah. And the cursed, I I mean, I was interested in it. And when I found out I was werewolfy, I was kind of like, nah, but you know, that's me, werewolves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then here's the last one. And I did have to cut out a portion of this because it's spoilery, but I think it's a really good um, message. Almost cut up. I'm on 101, and then I'll just have 104 left. That is crazy. Yeah. While Come Play, which is a movie I talked about some while back, wasn't a great movie by any means, it struck a chord with me and my husband because the son is autistic. Our younger daughter is also autistic, very limited verbally, and at almost five years old, we haven't had a single traditional conversation. The SpongeBob thing for the sun is like Peppa Pig, previously Yo Gabba Gabba from Sesame Street, is for our kid. You learn to communicate through associations. It becomes its own language. Otherwise, your own child can be like a black box where you have no idea what is going in on in their head. There's so much guilt being the parent of a child with challenges. Some People hate the term special needs, so I won't use it. And I think the movie really showed that given the friction between the parents over their different relationships with their son. Anyway, that's all super emotional shit. I just wanted to acknowledge what they seem to be trying to do with the movie. That doesn't mean it translates to a general audience, but I think it may have hit closer to home for parents who feel somehow alienated from their children and already worry about how the world treats them. Oh God, I just had to read that. It just, it's so, we love the emotional shit, Lauren, okay? Yeah, we're, this is a safe place for oh, yeah. emotional shit as well, so. This is the moment for emotional shit, okay? That's what mm-hmm. we live for. And yeah, I, you know, I, not being a parent of a child with autism, I obviously don't connect on that same level. And I imagine had I watched Come Play in that situation, it probably would have hit me a little differently. So, so yeah. So I thought that was really great. And Lauren, love that you've made it through pretty much everything. I think by this point, maybe everything. That's Yeah, probably insane. at this point. That's in, that's incredible that you, I, I, had, I had wondered too, like listeners, we pick up along the way, do people go back and listen to everything or do they just like, you know, I'm sure some people just jump in and keep up with yeah. whatever is new and may not necessarily re-listen to everything. Every listener is different, but it's cool to know, to hear that you're going back and listening to everything. So, yeah, I mean, I started to talk scary to me from the beginning. I'm two episodes in and I really like it a lot. I love them. They're very cool. I, they already have a great rapport. It can only get better. They have like 50 episodes. So 
I'm enjoying that. That's my new workout thing. If there's not an episode of It's Only a Podcast, I go to talk dirty, talk dirty to me, talk scary <laughs> to me because they talk about sex, love, and horror. And now they're also like bringing in like true crime stuff. But there was like, oh, cool. In the first episode, like you think they think they hear a ghost. It's like, it feels very real too. Like it, uh-huh. it, was, it was, it's really good. I really enjoy it very, very much. So, right. Um, I recommend that as well. Also, also Lauren sent in a cool uh, little video of uh, Vincent Price in a BBC interview. And yes, I did enjoy it because I love watching uh, those vintage interviews with uh, Mr. Price because he seemed to have such a good handle on like his persona and how people viewed him. Like to him, it was all in good fun, but he could lean into the scary whenever he needed to. And it's just it's very cool to watch. Yeah, so we love hearing from you all. Thank you so much. Scaring is sharing at gmail.com or like Lauren and Teacher Drew, two of our elite friend of the podcast, EFOPs. They mm-hmm. dove into our instant messages on the old Instagram. Scaring is sharing, all one word. That's how you can find us. So, Jeremy, yes. there's a piece of news this week that I know you're excited about. Uh huh. What is it? I wish I could remember this work week has been so crazy. <laughs> I know I like sat down and was like, uh, this is news I got to talk about. And this is news I got to talk about. And now my the directors of fried. Scream. That's your cue. The directors from Scream. The, the directors, new Scream. the new Scream are directing something else. Escape from New York sequel. That, OK, there you go. No, I didn't know it was them. I oh, heard it is them. That, okay. I heard that they're talking a new escape from New York. I didn't know it was the Scream guys. So that's I awesome. Be- you know what? Now I wrote Scream director slash radio silence. So I believe it is them though. I think that is the okay. word. Yeah. Got it. Very I cool. I knew you were going to be very excited about that. Yeah. There's another another big announcement Ooh, uh, of new, uh, a property that's been dormant for some time. Uh, And I think it's going to get released in the U.S. because the news came from Netflix Japan. So specifically, you know, the Japanese arm of Netflix. But they are bringing Gamera back. Gamera the Super Turtle, you know, Godzilla's rival kaiju. They're doing a new Gamera. It's the weirdest one. I should give you a Gamera movie at some point. Oh, God. You might be. The the funny thing is, is uh, years ago, it was like in the late 90s into the early 2000s, there was a trilogy of Gamera movies uh, that are uh, considered like the greatest kaiju movies, period, by many people. Like They're very well reviewed uh, for being, you know what they are in the the subgenre they're in uh so maybe at some point we'll visit some of those but uh yeah they're bringing gamera back wow wow it's been since 2006 that was the last gamera movie so it's been a long time that is a long time Mm -hmm. well i'm excited for you i also read more exciting to me yeah, but there is a documentary coming out called Heather O'Rourke. She was here, and it's all about Heather O'Rourke because people, Whoa. you know, there's like you know, some people think she died of like toxic shock syndrome from like that you can get from like tampons. Yes, there's like those urban legends out there of that, but I think it was like a gastrointestinal issue, wasn't it? Like stomach issues. Okay, that's the official thing, and then there are very dark rumors. Oh, uh, really? On the internet that people voice. Uh, that it was something much more sinister happened to her. Oh, like s- ghosts or something? 
Uh, no, like, very oh. something very real and very uh, twisted. Oh, really? Um, yeah, happened to her on set that ties into certain conspiracy theories about Hollywood and all that. Uh, oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's out there. Uh, whether I hate to voice too much about it because I don't think there's a lot of official stuff on it that like holds any water. It's just rumor. Uh, considering. Like- like children trafficking, like that sort of stuff. Yes, like that sort of thing. Oh my where, god! Where in this day and age, it's getting like re-explored. I see online of people like rumors and innuendo about oh it. Oh my online. god, that all makes Be- so much more sense then because of the post Me Too era and uh, that we're in, and you know, uh, all the predators we know are out there secretly and levels of power there's rumor that something like that happened to her or she oh my god yeah because when i was reading this it was like to set the story straight on her death and i was like well i mean i had heard toxic shock syndrome and i looked it up and it wasn't it was got but now that it makes so much more sense why it's like oh well this plus i just i mean i love the polter i love poltergeist the original yes. the other two are like fine they they remind me of my childhood i have very distinct yeah. memories of them they're not great but exactly but she was so fucking good she's just so good and the first one in particular um so yeah i'm really excited about that though yeah i'd be interested to see this documentary and where they go with it but uh, again everything i'm talking about is just rumor that's all over the internet and you can find you know i'm sure they say that about all kinds of deaths and uh whatever but it, it does feel like there wasn't a lot released to the public when she died so i think that sows the seeds for uh people thinking something more was going on yeah so. and she was a kid so like yep. i mean you know lots of times with the youths they they don't want they want to you know let the family have their privacy and absolutely all, all that so i support that mm-hmm. um also we were talking about like you know properties that are in the public domain getting turned into horror movies and i came across another one that sounds really horrible yes do you is know it, what it is is it jack and jill <laughs> Yes, what the fuck? Like, I can understand The Wizard of Oz. Some people are terrified of the winged monkeys to this day. Yeah. Which is scary. But Jack and Jill, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I was like, I saw Jack and Jill. Um, I feel like there was a, isn't there like a Peter Pan one too? That's you had mentioned that, but I didn't I think, look into it. I think it's like, it's wild. I could also get Peter Pan. Okay, I could get that. Yeah. But jack and jill like shut up (laughs) yeah like you know you're taking a nursery rhyme yeah Uh, you know we're getting into ginger dead man territory with that so (laughs) oh my god ginger have you ever watched those i've seen parts of the og ginger dead man and i'm like this is so bad (laughs) it looks so so bad um the other bit of big news that i'm sure you read probably i think it came out yesterday is that blumhouse and james wanner combining forces yeah they're teaming up that's exciting because i didn't realize that megan is sort of they're coming together yeah yeah it's the beginning so we'll see what happens i guess it'll be a big old powerhouse yeah because they both really are like sort of at the top of their game right now yeah two of them as far as uh the horror like mavens of uh hollywood right now so and so much better than platinum dunes back in the day god platinum dunes was just churn them out and there was so little that was any good yeah i mean that was kind of the thing right platinum dune dunes made a pass for that crown back then to be Uh like we're gonna be the horror production house and yeah there's only like most of it's not 
memorable anymore. Like who even talks about half the stuff they produced anymore? So yeah. And like A24, I mean, they don't strictly do horror, but when they do horror, it's like so, so good. Yeah. Um, and I would say Blumhouse is like maybe like 70% good. Mm-hmm. Most of it's good. But like Platinum Dunes was like 10% was good. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like it, was, <laughs> so, it was pretty rough. Yeah. So, and James Wan stuff, like, I mean, it's not all great. It's like, you know, but yeah, I think the two of them together, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's see what they come up with. Let's see what they come up with. Yeah. I listened to or watched this Watch Mojo horror list of um, sequels that are massively better than the originals. And there mm. are some on there that I take great umbrage with, you know, my oh. favorite word. Ooh. One being. Um, Annabelle comes home, which is so bad. If they would have said Annabelle creation, I would have a hundred percent gave it to them, but Annabelle comes home. Then the other one they said is, uh, the conjuring two, which no, no, I don't think it is. It's good. It's good. It was good, but I don't think it was better than the original is not, it's not massively better. The other ones on there that I don't know about, I don't know about wrong turn Two. Oh, Um, uh, I will a hundred percent second that. In fact, I, from what I've seen is I would argue wrong turn Two is like the good one out of the entire series, but okay. Yeah. Um, then also on their purge anarchy, a hundred percent agree. The first yep. purge is not good, but oh man, anarchy was great. Devil's rejects also a hundred percent. I don't like house of a thousand corpses. I'm there yep. for that. Gremlins too, which I know some people like gremlins too, but it can't be massively better than the original. No, it's stuff. I don't think it's, it's an entirely different movie and people argue that it needs more respect, but I don't think it's better than the original. Uh, VHS 94. Um, which fine. I'm over those as much as I love found footage. I really just can't get into them anymore. Not found footage, but the VHS movies for whatever oh, the VHS reason. I movies. Just, yep. Just can't. What and... I, uh, I like, I thought one was okay. I liked two more than one. And then from there, uh, I've only seen like bits and pieces of, uh, all the others and uh, they don't really get me excited to watch the whole thing. Like I'm not running out of my way to watch all of them. So I think after two, I was just kind of like, uh, I think, uh, the series is done. So in my yeah. mind, like why keep doing them? But, and the other one on there is terrifier Two, hundred percent agree. And then there's one that's on there that I'm going to give you today. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh, cool. <laughs> I just in this moment, decided it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, what other news? Did you watch anything this week? Uh, let me reference the Letterboxd. If you go to our link tree, you can follow us on Letterboxd as well. Yeah, we're on there. We're putting stuff, uh, putting stuff on there. I got real, uh, you know, good about, I log everything now. So you guys can just watch everything I watch. Um, I did rewatch Halloween ends cause it's on Peacock just to, you did? Give, just Why? to give it, just to give How? it another, just another go as I'm reading the novelization, uh, oh, right, right now. Uh, I decided to like, let's watch it again. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, it didn't improve in my mind. I thought maybe now that I know what it's about, I might find, you know, have a different reaction to it. Cause like Halloween kills, I was initially disappointed with it. I've watched it a couple more times and actually have kind of gone along with it in a so bad it's good kind of way. Like I know it's ridiculous and stupid. So I had more fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, ends nah, just not the same thing it's still disappointing what they decided to do with it i just felt yeah. like it's a movie where they picked the wrong 
subplots to follow character arcs make no sense uh yeah it felt it felt it felt sort of like there is a good movie in there somewhere but i wonder like how much got left on the cutting room floor uh how much of what we actually got in the movie should have been cut and replaced with other stuff they should have left in especially reading the novelization that has like a bunch more subplots that are fleshed out where you're like i wonder if they actually filmed any of that stuff like is that from the shooting script and if they did they should have left that in and cut some other stuff so i just think that that storyline would have been better in like two and then yeah. it could have moved into three like i think there were setups for what could happen in the future and they just sort of cut them off at the end yeah, and that wasn't a possibility anymore. But I mm-hmm. think that 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 could have worked better as like a jumping point into three. Yeah, and everything they did with you know the Corey character, it's one of those like with a trilogy. Like if you wanted us to care, he should have been there, there from, from the, the start of this yeah. trilogy. Not they should have introduced... done that with her boyfriend. I know I said it before, but they yeah, should have exactly. done that with her first boyfriend. That would have made more sense to combine those characters or do something, you know with that but instead they're like here's a new ca-. is the same problems the most recent star wars trilogy had where they were introducing characters that became a big deal like in the final installment and you're like okay but like why do i care because <laughs> they weren't there from the start so it comes out of nowhere and doesn't make a lot of narrative sense so uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah if you're gonna do a multi-part story guys map it out from the beginning don't uh don't make it up as you go along because doesn't usually work it will show (laughs) yeah it will show so um well as you know i've had covid or i have covid right now but so when i'm sick i tend i I could just watch scary movies but for whatever reason i just binge reality tv so i watch an entire Mm -hmm. season of big brother in like a day Mm -hmm. and then i've been back to survivor and while it's nothing horror related it, it was creepy and beautiful and this last one i'm watching which is season 10 if anyone watches palu palau i'm not exactly sure how to say it um, but they go to this place called Jellyfish Island, where there are thousands of jellyfish in the water, and it's like fresh water, and they don't have any need to use their stingers. So you can just swim among them. Mm. And there's just like thousands of them, and you're just swimming through them, and they're not stinging you. And it's like both beautiful and like like you're in a, like another like planet. Yeah, it's like the blob <laughs> is out there, probably. Like so, yeah, it was pretty fascinating. And I was like, yeah, it's like a like you're an alien. So weird. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, so just real. Uh, that's my my go to when I'm not feeling well. Is just reality, reality, reality TV. Hmm? So go figure. There you there you go. Anything else to talk about? Nah, that's it. All right. Well, let's assign each other some movies. Let's do it. Now I'm excited because you go first and I'm excited to hear what (laughs) this. I don't know if you will be, but let's hear what it is. I'm interested to watch it again because it's been a million years since I've seen it to know if it's any good, actually. Okay. Um, But I am going to give you When a Stranger Calls Back. When a Stranger Calls Back. (laughs) Okay. Not when a stranger calls too. When a stranger calls back. Okay. <laughs> I mean, All it right. is the sequel, but still. I, I, I mean, I'm assuming it's the continuation of When a Stranger Calls, uh, which I have not seen since. I got it's been a long time. So, but you know uh, the gist of but it. But I know the gist of it. Yep. So you know she's getting menaced by an unknown voice on the phone that's closer than you realize but i i assume it'll be the same thing again maybe it's the same character 
because uh, they used to try to figure out contrived ways to continue the story and be like, here we go again. Like, just like the Die Hard sequels, which it's like, how many times can Bruce Willis save whatever location from terrorists? Um, I'm assuming she's somewhere else watching somebody else when it happens all over again. All right. So that's it. That's what I think. When a stranger calls back. I don't cool. know where it is, but it's definitely on my little secret site. So. Okay. Awesome. Uh, same same thing that I'm going to do to you. I don't know where it is. Uh, there was a couple movies that I was struggling to decide what to do. Uh, I had one movie I've been holding on to for a second that I really want to do before the year is out. But... Uh, I might push it back to later because this is coming out the day after Thanksgiving. So let's let's keep it seasonal. Uh, and I'm assigning us Thanksgiving three. Oh, shit. I was like, it can't <laughs> be any worse than Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait, three? Because there's not a two. Yeah, that's part of the joke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God, I hated things killing so much. I uh, I watched uh I tried to watch this once. I'll tell you that much. And I don't think I finished the entire movie. So here we go. Well, since you're doing that, I mean, I will probably try to put this out on Thanksgiving. So anyone oh, okay. listening, like you're probably, even though earlier I said it's coming on Friday, I'm going to push this out on Thanksgiving. So we can, so people can <laughs> I think hear that's us. What we did last year too. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. I think oh, we did. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even care what it's about. I just want it to be over already. Mm hmm. <laughs> It, uh, I did discover that James A. Janice did a kill count of it. And uh, yeah. Can I just watch that? <laughs> <laughs> you might, maybe. I mean, oh, I wouldn't hold fuck. it against you, but uh, yeah. So we're doing it. Oh, Thanks. it's on my site. Okay, great. Thanks, Killing Three. Fuck. So more of the same this killer turkey, stupid teens. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. To, we got to mix it up, guys. Sometimes I mean, we do a lot of good movies or movies we like, but sometimes you got to you got to go. Gotta, oh, my God. It's so long, Jeremy. It's an hour and 39 minutes. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you got to go dumpster diving. I feel uh, like this was a this was a movie that went the um from what I remember it went like the terrifier route where they made like a small indie thing and then we're like our sequel we're making is going to be this epic like full of all our other ideas um but you know not as good as terrifier. Okay. Well, there you go. Thanks killing 3. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, well, let's go watch them. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. And here's the half for the movie discussions. That's right. We watched them, and now we're going to talk about them. Oh, God, did we watch him as much as I didn't want to watch one? I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So 1993, When a Stranger Calls Back, which is an awesome title. It's so much better than When a Stranger Calls 2. OK, yeah, exactly. That's an awesome title. And there's two taglines I want to read. The uh, letterboxed is terror is twice as chilling the second time around and then the one from one of from the dvd was before there was scream there was the stranger <laughs> which i love 
And here is the description from IMDb. A young babysitter all alone in the house with two children asleep above is bothered by a stranger. Unfortunately, the phone's dead. (laughs) That's all it is. There's so much more to it than that. Yeah, that's like a... uh... Uh, sorry, mild spoilers. That's All like right, a- nope. I'm gonna read the other one. I'm sorry. Nope, that's pretty much the same thing. Uh, uh, yep. Okay. The, none of the descriptions are good, but that's just the beginning. Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Mild spoilers. That's just a summary of like the opening, the setup to this movie. So, yeah. Um, but it definitely that does not do justice to the fact that it goes. I think some very interesting directions. Like I was surprised by. As I watched this movie, like I, f- it's weird. I felt like I was like, eh, it's kind of mediocre. But when it was done, I'm like, no, actually, as a whole, I think this thing is a lot better than I was like realizing, like sitting through it. Like it was after it wrapped up. I was like, this kind of rocked, actually, like when I'm sitting here thinking about it because of um, it's one of those movies where it did not do any of the things uh stereotypically i think a movie of this nature would do it was a made for tv specifically showtime yeah like cable sequel to a old much older movie but they sort of did like uh what requels are doing now by bringing back uh the legacy characters but in, in a new configuration in a new and interesting like way is like the i don't think you would have guessed from the original movie that's what they would do with these characters so uh, at the end of the day, I, I just thought that was kind of cool and uh, maybe a little ahead of its time. Yeah, it does a good job of not doing exactly what the first one did, but doing it's like an homage. It, it, it does feel mm-hmm. in lots of ways, like you're saying, like the way like the requel is like it takes that exact same opening that you everyone knows, which is the babysitter getting creepy phone calls, the killers yep. inside the house. But then it does its own spin on it, which I think especially 30 years ago, which is how fucking old this movie is, which is yeah. great. Totally crazy to me. 30 mm-hmm. years ago must have been like, wow, fuck, which is why it like sort of sticks in my head because I remember it being so good back then. And I think it's fine now. Like, I, it definitely is not great. It is so much better than the original movie as far as after the opening because the original is totally forgettable after the first 25 minutes. It's just like nothing mm-hmm. good happens till the very end. I don't I don't even know what happens in the middle. Colleen Dewhurst is in there somehow, some way and I love her, but like I don't know what the fuck happens in the middle of that movie. It's probably why I don't remember it at all other than like the setup does. of yeah. the original. Yeah, that's all I remember about it is that setup. So And Carol Kane is so good in it that it's fun to have her come back here. Um and there's something really creepy in it that I just realized is one of those things we often talk about, which is like something that creeps us out in horror movies uh-huh. and really just in life in general is like a doll with no face, like something without oh. a face that should have a uh-huh. face really creeps me out. Like there's oh, cool. a ventriloquist doll in here where when you see it, it's like kind of yep. creepy. It doesn't have a mm-hmm. face, but in real life, like I used to go to these rod runs, we would call them these like old classic car shows with my dad and my mom mm-hmm. and my sister, um, all of us, the whole fam. And we'd go to them and at some of them, I don't know why there would be these like little like two and a half feet tall, like dolls of like a little kid crying and they would be like set up against like a car or 
I don't know what it was supposed to be like, but if you, mm-hmm. it was supposed to look like a little kid, like crying in the corner. But if you turned it around, it didn't have a face, and it was always so scary to me. I don't like dolls without faces or anyone without a face, okay? Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I think it's eerie. I remember Dick Tracy. What? I was going to say, so yeah, the blank and Dick that Tracy. That used to scare me. Wow. When I was okay. a kid. Yeah. Cool. I just thought it was so eerie. Just that, like, no features. It's not like burned features or melted. It's like no features. Nothing. That is yeah. Frightening to me. So, so like, yeah. You, so you would hate the DC Comics character, the question, because that's exactly the question's comic is, or uh, costume in the comics is just a mask with no face. So it just Probably. looks like a blank. So yeah. that character would freak you out. Yeah. That's a, in fact, that's kind of who the blank is based on. Or maybe the question is based on the blank. I don't know. But, you know, comic books. What was really fun while I was waiting for us to record today, there is a Rift Tracks. Do you know you must know of Rift Tracks? Oh, absolutely. They have a version, whatever. They do this movie. Yeah, you a can commentary watch it for this on, one. Yeah, you can watch it on Amazon Prime or like Freevee. So yeah. I was watching it and I was like, at first when I started, I was like, Ugh, do I really want to watch this movie again? But it was really funny. Oh, because those okay. are your yeah, guys, saw right, Mr. Yeah, Science? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, those are uh, some of the alumni from the uh, the uh, uh, the Sci-Fi Channel days of Mystery Science Theater 3000. So yeah, and Rift Tracks, uh, they do some good stuff. So, but I was like, why? Why on earth did they pick this movie? It's so random. Yeah, it, it, I think a lot of what they do is like uh, uh, fan submissions. Like people send in, like, do this movie, do this movie. So that's probably like, and they do a lot of obscure stuff. So that's probably how this one ended up on there. Yeah. And I, I think it's fine. Like, I, there's a little bit of like, I don't know, wait until dark. It sort of feels like there's some little bits of that. I do. And spoilers, it's 30 years old. I'm going to go spoilery. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch it, yep. you can find it wherever. I don't know where. Um, but like, I don't like, I love that Jill has such a big part in this slash Carol Kane. Like, I like that she's pretty much the lead once we get going. But I hate that she's not the one who takes him down at the end. I think that's also how the original is. I think Charles Journey comes in and like saves her, I think. Yeah. And I hate mm-hmm. that. It's like, let the woman kick some ass. Yeah, I mean, they set her up to do it. Like, she did. beats the piss. She beats the piss out of the guy, like at the end which i'm like oh yeah he didn't count on her having you know like martial arts training now like self-defense training so that was awesome but uh yeah he uh it's just you know charles charles durning busts in and uh yeah and then it's over but those were some positives i thought that made this unique to me and like this movie a little more idiosyncratic is the fact that there's like uh number one there's ambiguity about what happened to the kids from the beginning like totally. you just kind of put it you just put it together through dialogue that you're like okay that guy probably killed them at some point but like in other movies that would be a big focus is like what happened to the children and they would have to spoon feed something to the audience but here they decided to just kind of let it sit in an ambiguous and like darker place as to what really happened there um I liked the fact that the villain was so weird that they're suddenly just like, by the way, he's a ventriloquist. And you're like, <laughs> that feels like that feels like a twist out of a giallo. Like that really made me think of like Dario Argento or, you know, some of these other weirder giallos that are out there where they always tried to have some kind of gimmick with the killer. So it totally felt like they were cribbing from that style. Uh, and the fact that they didn't get into his psychology at all. 
other than they're like, he's a ventriloquist and he likes to stalk and kill people, apparently. And that's it. No motivation. They didn't even care what his motivation was. They just wanted to stop him. Uh, and I kind of like appreciated that because I feel like so often movies about serial killers, whatever, about, you know, insane criminals like this. Uh, they get really bogged down and like people want to know why is like, a, a, you know, in real life, we want to know the why, uh, because rational people operate on things like, you know, purpose and why would you do something like this? There's got to be a reason. But again, with violent like psychopaths, there usually isn't. There's an internal logic that doesn't make sense to anyone else that it doesn't have, you know the sick mind that the person committing these things does. So I liked that the movie kind of, it was a little realistic, a little more realistic in that regard where they didn't waste time on that because it's kind of pointless at the end of the day, which is stopping the criminal. So. And Jill Sholin is so annoying and that mullet she has. Oh <laughs> my God. But yeah, they don't get it into at all. Like why now, why he's coming back now after all these years to like hound her. Was he mm -hmm. like, they sort of talk about, well, I wonder why, but like you don't ever find out. And that's interesting. And, the, and these are, yeah, absolutely. And these are things in real life that are usually unknowable uh, until like, you know, uh, I mean, there, there'll be discussion of course for any captured uh, serial killer or whatever there's discussion by experts and psychiatrists for years afterward but there's not not any why just you know it doesn't really ever happen because that's not one of the questions <laughs> so and it is directed by the guy who directed the original which is kind of cool like i like that yeah, definitely you know, he's coming back to it uh i have a question mm -hmm. because joe is very very like we when we were looking at houses we could not get a house with a sliding glass door do you have one mm -hmm. now have you ever had one was there one in your old place there was not one in my old place and we don't have one now but, but um the house i grew up in that my parents uh still live in there's a door wall a door wall is that what you call it yeah the the sliding glass door a door wall yeah it's called a I door mean, it wall. makes yeah. sense i've just never heard it yeah that's that's what that's called but yeah we had one in the back Oh my God, Joe, because I swear, ever since he told me it, whenever he's watching some true crimey thing, that's how people always get in the sliding glass door, always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when we were looking at places, if there was a yeah. door wall, he was like, nope, next place. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I mean, we yeah, only no, looked I... at like two other places before we found our house, but mm -hmm. still, like he, he would no way ever live somewhere where there was a sliding glass door. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, my house I grew up in had one and like all my friends growing up, like they were a pretty common, you know, feature of the house designs in the area I grew up in. So, yeah, I'm just kind of used to them. I don't even think about it as, you know, anything but part of the as house. A gateway so. to terror. <laughs> yeah, no, it's never, <laughs> it never <laughs> struck me as that. So have you ever known anyone who could throw their voice? Like, have you ever experienced that? I remember in elementary school, for some reason, at some like uh, class gathering, you know, for some event, we had a ventriloquist come to the we school and do that. like a routine for us. So and then he like did a little workshop about teaching us how to throw your voice. But I don't remember anything about it other than like ventriloquism is cool. Like that's what I took away from it. But I would be very curious to experience that and see how it actually works. 
Another weird moment I like here is when he gives the creepy no face doll to like that random like stripper backstage or whatever that girl. <laughs> he yeah. just like gives it to her and then gets kicked out. And no. It's like why would you bring him into like a titty bar? Like yeah, and, that's so weird. And it, it, I, I didn't get the point. Like why is he auditioning or like booked for a titty bar? I don't know. And also the fact that that bar is in there was clearly like oh uh, yeah that's right. This is to show you it was made for show. T- Time, so they had to have some nudity in there find true. a way to work it into the plot so true, true. that's why that was in there now it's also a part where the killer decapacitates is that the right word decapacitate why am i incapacitate thank you incapacitates our leading gal jill sholin and mm-hmm. she's in the hospital and he comes in and he starts like hitting her <laughs> and did that come across comical or like holy fuck to you just weird but not like yeah. hilarious because when I first saw no. it, I remember being like, "Wow, that is fucked up." And this time I was like, "Is this funny?" I mean, it's not funny to hit someone in a coma, but yeah, like no. I didn't know in the context of the movie if it was amusing. Yeah, it's just strange. And he was wearing a thong in the end, so I do love at the end he is like masked into like he paints himself to look like the wall, which must have taken hours, especially by himself. Mm-hmm. But I love that little twist. I think I remember everyone when we saw this way back in the 90s, people were like, oh my God, it's so creepy. He like, you know, camouflages himself into the wall. But then when you he does jump out, I did jump, even though I knew it was coming. And then he was wearing a thong, which I loved. Yeah, just body painted himself to look like her wall. I don't know. Like, and her it's wall. Just... Like I was like, I would watch a movie seeing him get ready for that moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so weird. Really? Like, what What strange twists they went with in this? Yeah, it definitely is a quirky little one. But it was fun to watch, and I agree with that list I watched. I would say, well, uh, it's hard, because the opening of the original is so classic. It's mm-hmm. hard to say this is dramatically better. better or whatever than the original, but it is definitely overall a better film. Yeah, I think so. The only other little bit of trivia I read was that the outfit that Julia is wearing in the beginning is based on the outfit of Janet Christman, who is the death that inspired the babysitter and the man upstairs urban legend. She was just like this babysitter that got killed. I remember there's like a documentary called, I think, Urban Legend and Killer Legends. We've talked about it before. Yeah, I've seen seen that. that. Yeah, I think they talk about this in there. I think it's mm-hmm. one of them. And they talk about this girl. I think she was just babysitting and she got killed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there was like the call upstairs, but that it morphed into that urban legend. Yeah, it just it grew. The story became bigger over yeah. time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it is uh, but her outfit is based on what that girl was wearing, which I think is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And have you yeah. ever seen the very original? There's a short called The Sitter that was no. the preface to when a stranger calls back it's pretty much the exact same thing it's just like in a different house with a different actress um Mm -hmm. so it's fine but the one with carol kane is so good because she is so good in it yeah i saw um i saw that uh scream factory i guess did a collector's edition blu-ray of this movie 
which I thought like, okay, kind of a random one to grab and do. But um, I was reading about it and the special features on there looked kind of cool because they have the sitter as one of the special features on the disc for this. So, um, and a bunch of interviews and stuff. So I'm like, okay, so I guess when a stranger calls back does have its cult following that would have them do new supplemental features and stuff, retrospective things for it. So that's kind of interesting. Well, the sitters on YouTube, I looked for it for years and could never find it. But then last year, I just randomly looked again, and it was there probably because of the Blu-ray. So Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to go check it out, go do it. But just know Carol Kane is better because she rocks. And it's fun to see her do something that's serious because she's really known for her her comedy. She's like totally typecast uh, as a comedic actor, like especially uh, after this point. uh, Yeah, after The Princess Bride. and yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so it's cool to see her in dramatic roles because she's very good. She is. She's awesome. I fucking love Carol Kane. Love yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, out of five ventriloquist dolls with no faces, mm-hmm. how many do you give when a stranger calls back? I was initially going to go lower, but uh, after I had watched this thing and it sunk in, I was like, this is just too weird and too cool. And I'm probably going to revisit it already. Like at some point, I want to like show people this movie because it's just so peculiar. Um, so I'm giving it a three and a half. Nice. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, so a solid. Scare of approval. Scare of approval. Yeah, bish. All right. Well, I'm glad it was a totally last minute thing to give to you. And I'm it was fun to rewatch. And I'm almost done with the Rift Tracks one. So it's been fun to rewatch that as well. So if you have seen it before, I recommend watching the Rift Tracks version. It's very funny. Very funny. Cool. Cool. Yeah, they have some really good ones. So if this is one of the funnier ones, I got to check it out. Um, all right. Now we're moving on to Thanksgiving 3. Which I would like to say, full disclosure, I hit a point where there was still like 20 minutes of this movie left, and I thought about just not watching the rest of it. (laughs) But I did. (laughs) I suffered through. (laughs) Sorry to play my hand so early, but Thanks Killing 3 by Jordan Downey, who's the guy that did the first one. The tagline is, The Search for Thanks Killing 2. All right. And the description on <laughs> the description on Letterboxd is foul mouth and foul is spelled like the bird foul. So Got upon foul mouthed villain turkey carves through the likes of a rapping grandma, a mindless puppet, a wig wearing inventor, a bisexual space worm, and their equally ridiculous friends on this quest to recover the lost copy of Thanksgiving Two, also known as Turkeys in Space. All right, I have two words. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I oh, Jesus. So I watched I'll it and then it. I watched Dead Me or wait, a Kill Count, not Dead Me. That's his podcast? It, no, Dead Meat is like the whole, his whole Oh, it's like his channel. So, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, it's his channel. So you're correct. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Every, it was and so I, funny. Like I, everything I like wrote or thought he said, like I was just like, wow, yes, yes, James A. Janice. Not that I normally disagree with him. I am usually right there with him pretty much about everything. Mm-hmm. But I was so glad he hated it as much. Like, in the notes I had, like, the best part about this is when they talk about Thanksgiving land. Like, the gravy yeah. train, the yam tram, and the maze maze. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the one all... time I smiled. Yeah, that's it. 
it's That's like it. the this opposite movie... of Terrifier 2. Like, it's the, here's the thing. It's the same oh my God, yes. and the opposite. I thought that. I was like, this is a weird parallel to Terrifier and Terrifier 2, but done, like, horribly wrong. Yes. Like, because the original, I think they said it was, like, made for $4,000. Terrible, yes. but kind of fun. And then this one was $112,000 they raised. And raised from like Kickstarter, from Kickstarter, just like Terrifier Two, but like I yep. know Terrifier Two made m- more money, had more invested in it. But then also like Terrifier Two, this was dramatically longer, but just mm-hmm. all around horrible, <laughs> just so bad. Yeah, no, no, like the phrase I could think of to describe this movie was this is aggressively stupid Ugh. and uh, just ag- aggressively bad. Like, in a way that I'm like, you are, like, trolling the audience, right? Like, you would do this to just test people to their limits. Because, like, it's not even funny. Uh, but it's trying so hard. Like, I read a review on Letterboxd that I thought exactly it's... Um, somebody described this movie as being, like, uh, made by someone who was trying to emulate South Park. But yes. having not under- not understood any of the comedy or, you know, satire present in South Park and just trying to be be gross and shocking like that's what this is and here's the other thing about it that's disappointing i don't think it's a horrible idea like the idea that thanks killing 2 happened and it was destroyed because it was so bad i especially think in light of batgirl that's the one that recently happened right that they made and then destroyed like yep in light of that situation i thought how it could have been a cool film even if it would have gone away from like what thanks killing was and done something totally different, like the filmmakers themselves were like upset about thanks killing two not getting released. And they went on a rampage and killed people on Thanksgiving, like something mm-hmm. like that whole idea I thought was clever, but so poorly executed that like Turkey, bad Turkey, evil Turkey, whatever he's called. Is mm-hmm. just like a real thing. Oh God. It's just, it's, it just hurt my brain to watch it. I yeah, now and, have and a new least favorite movie you've ever given me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, me too. That we've ever watched for this. Like yes. I didn't, I remember, like I said, I had tried to watch this when it originally came out, like having been, you know, mildly amused by the original Thanks Killing, And I'm like, cool, let's check this one out. And I like remembered nothing from it other than I didn't finish the whole movie because I'm like, this is dumb and nothing like, you know, not even mildly entertaining like the original was. And that's a big thing, too. The original, I feel like for as dumb as that was, I went back and looked at my rating. I gave it two stars. uh, And that's like solid, I think, for a bad movie. Um, But it. It it's more forgivable, I guess, because it was literally made by college students and it feels like a college, you know, film or like a student film uh, and they were just being stupid. So it, it kind of worked and it was just a dumb slasher movie. So all the, those pieces worked in its favor. This movie, they tried way too hard to be high concept. You know, they're now like working filmmakers to an extent with some actual money. But this is what you decide to do. Like, it just seems like a bunch of missteps. I know like James A. Janice says like good on them for making a movie, especially with puppets, which is a ton of hard work. But and that was another thing, like why all the puppets? Most of the characters are just like stupid for like the the rapping grandma. Like, Uh, how was that even a concept that made it like like it feels like a a pitch that should have died in the uh, uh, 
what do you want to call it? The, the, the pre-production phase, like while they were writing this thing, I would have dropped that quickly because there's no like real humor there beyond the first joke of like rapping foul mouth grandma. Ha. But yeah. then she becomes like a main character for a minute. And you're like, this is so annoying and stupid. And then they bring uh, and, Mandy Moore's name into it. And I'm sorry, you do not mess with Mandy Moore. Okay. That was very but rude. Also, it also <laughs> felt like why though? Like, you know, it had nothing to do with the plot. Like it was such a weird grab the whole thing with that robot. And they're like, his name is Muff. And you're <sighs> like, this is all like really dumb you know, poop and dick joke humor for no reason. That was nonsensical, though, because he's like this Terminator robot. Like, what? I don't know. All yeah, of it was horrible. I know we're like going around the plot a little bit, but please don't ever watch it. But it's just um, Thanksgiving 2 happened in the world of this movie, but not in real life. And then the turkey is still alive and goes looking for a copy of it and there are all these puppets along this way this one called yomi which is like you know like a sweet little puppet who's lost her mind like which is a literal thing flying around and god i just i don't even know i don't even know what happens they go into another world there's a wise turkey there's this worm named Rhonda. that's a guy that used to be with the turkey there are these two humans uncle donnie and jefferson that they look like old-timey presidents and they have a machine that takes the feathers out of turkey like Jesus. It's just, it's really nonsensical and bad. Like, it's a giant mess. That's really it. Like, oh my God. Like, the biggest mess. But it was just fascinating after everything that's happened with Terrifier 2, and especially how much love we have for it, and so many people have for it. And just that mm-hmm. they both came from a similar vibe. Like, I know Terrifier 1 also had a bigger budget and everything and was more well received than Thanksgiving. But just to see the trajectory of both of these projects with their, um, you know, crowdsourcing and getting more money and what they did with it is just, just, yeah. Yeah, there's so few words. (laughs) I know, right? The music was great. The music was amazing. That's the best part is the, yeah, the like dubstep music throughout the movie, like. That was cool, but yeah, everything else. And it did feel like, why puppets? Like, why did you go all in on puppets? It felt like they were trying to kind of like ape um, uh, Peter Jackson's movie, Meet the Feebles, which is in a similar vein where that was like a spoof of the Muppets, where it's all these puppet characters, but they like do drugs and have sex and murder each other. Um, But that's like a much more fun an interesting movie i guess it's like a similar it's mining similar territory like look at these puppets be disgusting but that's actually like legitimately funny and satirical whereas this is just a mess oh my god and if it could have only been 65 minutes like the original like for it to be 35 minutes longer is insane it just just kept going and going and i'm like at every point i'm like i want to tap out of this but i need to watch the whole thing i know you have to like and I kept sitting there like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> like, what is this? Is it just like would go into these weird territories where it was like... Oh, the cartoon music, segments? The cartoon segments, like That what? seemed totally unnecessary and made no sense as to like why they were part of it other than to throw some more, uh, you know, poo-poo jokes in there. I don't know. 
And there is one funny Evil Dead reference when he says gravy instead of groovy. That's clever. That's clever. It. That's fun. That's it. But that's the only like fun part. Yep. Just I'm so glad there's no more. Yes. So I'm glad, glad it's over. It's but James A. Janice says there's so many more Thanksgiving horror movies. I'm like, are there? We've done these two and Christy. Yep. And then I thought I just read of one called Thanksgiving, but with an X. That's a horror movie that just got re-released or like. Yeah. Like it hasn't been it's, out before. There aren't many. I went digging. I know. I went trying to find them just to see if there's anything else out there. And no, I don't think there are that many, that many more. There's uh, Blood Rage that takes place. Oh, I, saw I keep seeing stuff about that, but I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like a, it's not good. It's bad. It's a so bad. It's good kind of movie. Like that's what it's remembered as. It's this really weird, uh, cheesy slasher movie. But it's okay. more fun than this. It's definitely more fun than the Thanksgiving movies. Oh my God. But there's there's like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, some people get a little like tenuous with it, like because I I see Grindhouse, uh, you know the Robert Rodriguez Quentin Tarantino yes. double it. feature. I see people refer to that as a Thanksgiving movie, and that's solely because it has that fake trailer that Eli yes. Roth did for. Uh, I think it's just called Thanksgiving and it's yes. got like a killer pilgrim in it. But I see that get mentioned in lists and I'm like, well, that's a little bit stretching it just because it has that one segment in there. But there I you wish, go. Because there was rumors that that was going to be a full length for a while. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, 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 the story was that they were going to do another one uh, that was going to be a double feature of Eli Roth's Thanksgiving with Rob Zombie's werewolf women of the SS. Um, but then uh, the original grindhouse, uh, uh, tanked at the box office so then they ah. just like well i guess we're not doing this so okay yeah but robert rodriguez was able to make machete out of it which was one of his fake trailers in there and that turned into a franchise so how many are there, so there uh i think there's there's two machete movies okay. and he was supposed to do a third one okay but it hasn't happened yet well and danny trejo's not getting any younger so he better make it <laughs> he's thinking that's about true it, so one thing that i anyway, have not said before i don't think i would rather watch tetsuo the iron man before this because <gasps> at least this had i mean at least tetsuo as much as like it was painful for me to watch because i just it hurt my mind this hurt mm -hmm. like my soul yes you know oh like that one oh, at least is, there's there is some serious talent put into making that movie i just just it just was not fun to watch but like at least there was something happening there <laughs> i know right this this is one of those movies that makes me question the limits of like because i'm a big proponent of like you know we shouldn't censor art uh and even like the trashiest movies there's got to be some kind of value in there if it was made earnestly like you can you know find the silver lining somewhere in there um but this is one of those movies where i'm like this has no redeeming social or artistic value like this is yeah this this pushes me to my limit as like should this exist i don't which see is why. crazy because you like a lot of understand. i do and then this is one where i'm like i cannot see why you made this <laughs> like i can't find anything in here that's like yep i'm gonna justify the existence of this movie nope it's it's you know it's 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 almost there with what you call it uh dawn of the nan rouge for uh, me like, yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah that was that bad. was tough to, that was tough times it really was 
Well, unless you have anything else to add, I guess sure let's, uh, let's get to it. Out of, out of five Pluckmaster 9000s or whatever the hell that thing was <laughs> called, how many do you give this? I'm going to give it a half. I also give it a half star, the lowest <laughs> possible rating. I think it's the lowest I've given anything. I don't know how much I get. I don't remember. I've only started keeping track of my ratings in like the last year, I think. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, still, I, I think the lowest rating. I think I even gave Don at the Nan Rouge like one star. Yeah. Just because so, it, it made me laugh, some of the stuff in it. But this didn't. This was trying to make me laugh. But this movie was not successful ever with any of those never. jokes. So, so yeah. take it and throw it on the slash Definitely throw it on the slash heap, then burn the slash heap, then, you know, run the smoke slash it. heap through the smoke it, run it through the Pluckmaster 9000 until there's nothing left of it. <laughs> so we watched it so you don't have to. Yep. And happy Thanksgiving to (laughs) y'all. Yes, but we are super thankful for you. If you are listening to this on Thanksgiving or whenever, we love you. We're so grateful. And Jeremy, I'm so thankful and grateful for you. I am thankful for you. And we have this show, this outlet, and and then that you listeners are actually listening. Yeah, thank you. it's amazing. It's uh, 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 It keeps us motivated and going. So we sure will keep doing this as long as y'all are listening. That's right. So uh, write to us, scaringandsharing at gmail.com. Follow us on Insta. If you go to our link tree, which is on our Insta, you can follow us on Letterboxd. Rate us, write us, review us, smash that like button. Get at us. <laughs> Have some cranberry sauce and hail Paymon. And keep watching the skies. And keep watching and talking about scary movies because... Scaring is sharing. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving. Scaring is sharing. 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 This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. <laughs>